Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Shar, a lot of water, some vape, and Mickey Mouse lollipops. We had a really intense week of shows last week. Um, My mother was here. It was a week of shows specifically dedicated to uh, our loved ones, the families of addicts and alcoholics. I thought I would give you guys a very transparent look into what it's like for um, those who love us and those we love. And it got a really huge response. It was almost overwhelmingly huge. I'm, which I'm really grateful for. Uh, but so, yeah, last week, uh, Shar, you and I discussed the um, the Friday show, but it was kind of a teaser before we actually aired the show. We didn't want to give away too yeah. much. Yeah, but, oh, that's the story that my mom told. If you guys didn't hear it, it's uh, last week's the Friday episode, the last show we did with my mom. Uh, she told a story about how she basically had to go around and uh, look at my baby pictures and give up all hopes that I would ever be anything more than somebody who was going to die young. And um, it was around that time that I came to her and, and um, said I was done and I wanted help. It's amazing how things kind of work out that way. Oh, my God. Totally. I mean, I learned a lot. I, I've obviously I've been around for, you know, a good portion of some of those stories. Yeah, and, yeah. And and. <laughs> And we were just talking about a couple of them off the air uh, before this. But um, I also learned about, you know, just how things it's just it's, it's just kind of like a beautiful kind of full circle of how things just kind of came around. How, yeah, you know, when yeah your mom had given hope, given up hope and you decided to, you know, come home and say that you wanted to get clean uh, or the fact that, you know, how you guys came to spreading Keith's ashes just recently. Yeah, just recently. And how it seemed like, you know, it'd been almost a dozen years and you guys weren't ready yet. And then all of a sudden one day you guys were just like, it's time. And then the signs were there. Yeah, there's something serendipitous about all of it. It, uh, It just, the thing that hurts my heart the most is like addicts who we've lost in the past month, that they didn't get to come to that while they were still here on the planet and you know however the universe works or whatever i don't know you know they get reincarnated um i think people get reincarnated personally you know it's like i feel like they're gonna have to come back to learn those lessons and it's I'm just my heart really goes out to their families and friends and loved ones but none of us are in the clear you know i mean even like though i feel like i've got it right now i'm not in an arrogant way um in a very humble way because i'm scared to death of my disease like I'm I mean that's why I go to meetings that's that's why I really um I baby my recovery so to speak because I am scared to death to go back out there because I mean it could be me I mean I who knows I literally if I'm not working on myself if I'm not taking care of my program I could go out there tomorrow and it could seem like a good idea to pick up and use and I could end up dead because that's I mean as we learned last week my addiction takes me to the streets. I'm not really somebody who likes to go to parties and socially like snort blow or whatever people do. I mean, my disease takes me literally to like the bottom of the barrel, you know? 
you know, <laughs> I don't need to rehash all that. But but yeah, and and having having Kane on last week, and yeah, the response was was huge. Yeah, you, you know, like uh, I think because it's such it was such a personal level for you, and and um, and for t- for Kate, you know, Kate doesn't do this for a living. We've said that in the past. Yeah, and you know, for her to put that out there, you know, like it's. It's something special to put to put everything out there and be completely you know like just put put their heart out you know on the table. Yeah, go, this is what I went through and this is what it is and this is and I think you know your the community is kind of they're kind of seeing this was kind of really this really helped people kind of understand you more and kind of understand where you're coming from and you know that I, I don't know it's just it was really cool and. And like I said, it's like, you know, we were getting so many shares, so many comments, so many likes. Uh, yeah, everything is just, it's, it, I feel like, you know, we're, our goal, you know, you you and I had talked about what we wanted to do this year and how we wanted to bring things up and, and get, you know, kind of raise awareness to the show that we've been kind of, you know, cultivating and yeah. kind of doing over the over the course of the year. And I think we're I think we're on the right track. Oh, I totally do. And I mean there's a huge audience out there, people who aren't addicts, who have loved addicts or have addicts in their life. And, you know, they to see what it can be and how this can transpire, but of course, with work. And the, what really means a lot to me is the fact that my mom has enough faith in me and where I'm at right now that she can talk about this as if Seriously. it's, you know, <laughs> as, as she can talk about yesterday, that we can laugh about yesterday, you know, even shed some tears about yesterday, not worrying about tomorrow. Right, right. You know, that's huge. You know, it's something that we didn't even bring up. We, and my mom and I knew this would happen. We'd been on the phone a couple times since we recorded last week. And she's like, damn it, I forgot to talk about this and that. And one thing um, I forgot to bring up is, so one time after, you know, I came to them and said, I need help. I, I'm ready. Um, she and my dad came to visit me in that treatment center. It's like, after, after you're there for 30 days, they let you see your family. And, you know, after you're there 60 days, they let you, you know, spend a whole day and leave with your family. Um, so on one of those days, we stopped at, this is back when I smoked cigarettes. So we stopped probably somewhere to get cigarettes. My dad ran in to get them. My mom turns around and hands me the printed out lyrics to Angel by Sarah McLaughlin and goes, this is what I was going to play at your funeral. Oh my God! I was I can't hear that song now. Not to mention that they play that damn song in those Annapal commercials that I cannot watch because they break my heart. Like people, whatever. But animals looking like they're sad and in pain—that really just rips my heart out of my chest. But but also that song's written about a heroin addict who died alone in a gross motel room because that's how heroin addicts die. It's a very probably the saddest thing in the world. Most of us aren't expecting to die. A lot of us are thinking we're going to get clean at some point. And then you just never know when you do that one shot, you know, that's going to stop your heart. And she wrote that song to her friend who, you know, she was hoping now hope find some comfort and peace, not having to be a human because it's so hard to be a human for some people. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I wasn't able to, I didn't want to interject in the, into a lot of, uh, of your conversation. Cause it was very like, you know, like, it being the first round of you guys doing this together. Yeah. Um, but you know, like after, you know, it did go, it, it did go on so well and it got re- received so well that we're probably going to do this again in a few months. Yeah. And, um, 
and some of the things is like the conversations she and I had about you. <laughs> oh, that would be a whole fight. Yeah, you guys talking when I was on uh, one. Well, yeah, because there were times like I like I have a handful of them that I can just that she would reach out to me. She would re- reach out to me to see if I've heard from you, or I would reach out to her because I can't find you. And I remember one time. I think I was in. I was on a layover um, coming back from like the Philippines or something. And that was when your mom wasn't retired yet. So she traveled to Asia a lot. And so I was like, oh, I'm, you know, at the China Airlines terminal. And I thought of you because that's where she always flew. And we would, so I would text her and I'm like, hey, have you heard from me? Like just checking in, saying hi. Have you heard from, have you heard from Dana lately? I haven't talked to her in over a year. I don't know where she's yeah. at. <laughs> and, and she's like, she was just like, well, I hear from her sometimes, and then I don't, and I've just accepted that that's just how it is. Oh wow! And and ouch! But that's but that was, and I'd be like, okay, well, you know, at least it's almost like, well, at least we can keep in touch with each other. Yeah, at least we have each other. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of what the crux of the shows were that she was saying last week is that she had to accept that. That was her relationship with me. Right. It was going to be a lot of not knowing where I was, you know, for lengthy periods of time. And then hearing some chaotic something that's going on in my life, you know, the upheaval that I caused. Yeah. And then there's the other upheaval when, like, you and I are supposed to do a show about uh, you getting clean, the radio rehab part one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Round one. And uh, you're not showing up for any of your recording sessions. Yeah, which, by the way, are not any of these podcasts that are years ago, in case people are thinking. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I've been through Radio Rehab, the relapse. I've been sober the entire time. Yeah, FYI. No, no yeah. We, we've, <laughs> there we've was a total this. incarnation. It was on a radio station. It was a different thing. Yeah, we, we tried to do this what, about three years ago. Yes. Three or four years ago. And you weren't ready yet. I wasn't. I mean, I, I wanted to be, but I wasn't. And it's like, the thing is, at, at that point, in my disease I had been so bad that I had thought I got into a point of maintenance you know for example I thought I got into a point where oh I can chip here and there which is so ridiculous because I know I know myself and I know my disease and like from a sober standpoint telling you right now I absolutely cannot pick up anything ever I cannot have one glass of something and I can't you know um do a drug at once a month it's it's never gonna work out for me it's gonna turn into you know a daily thing because that's just where it takes me but yeah i remember back during those days uh i would call up your mom because you guys we were all all through all of us were in kind of contact with each other because yeah because you were you yeah you were kind of half-assing it so we kind of you like we were thought you were okay but we probably we kind of knew better, but we were hoping for something different. I think that's what it was. I think you both knew better, but we're hoping, well, maybe this is a new thing and then that I, no one's ever heard of. But then the of. two of us would talk. <laughs> the two of us would talk, and I'd be like, well, she's not here. She said she's on her way. She said she was going to show up an hour ago, and she was five minutes away, and that was an hour ago. And yeah. she's not here. And then you and, don't hear from me for three days. And, exactly. And then and then I get calls from you going, how dare you talk to, your, talk to my mom about me? <laughs> That's a whole nother story. That's that's, that's an epic, a whole nother story. That's an epicatic fail that I'd have to shed light on about you. <laughs> yeah, at some point we'll do an epicatic fail that's uh that that you where you can tell the story and I'll just sit here and grind my teeth and cover my face. <laughs> oh. But but yeah, it's like but you know, like I've obviously I haven't lived that like of a like the real like 
I haven't been through all of it, but there's been parts of it and through, you know, like over the past, you know, dozen years that we've known each other that I've kind of, you know, been hand in hand with your mom or kind of like shrugged our shoulders together, not knowing what was going to happen. And, and so to have last week's shows so well received and people really connecting to it and what a great job you guys did was, you know, it was just something, something special. And I'm glad that we're, it just made our, it just made what we're doing just so much, so much more special. And the, yeah. And the other thing it shed light on is it's like, I mean, I don't have kids and I can't, I can't, I know how much it hurts to have a friend who relapses and they're out there and you know, there's nothing you can do about it except let it run its course. So I can't imagine having a you know, being the parent of an addict and not being an addict. So you don't really understand where they're coming from or what the disease is all about and having to watch them be out there using and and killing themselves slowly and not knowing, you know, when it's going to take, if it's going to take, if they're going to die, if they're going to get recovery. Um, So I thought, I mean, it was really brave of my mom to share that. And I'm really glad that it helped um, other families and other parents of addicts out there. Um, I know, um, you know, it's a family disease. And I know that um, it, it helped people in my family. I have family members who listen to the show who I think were able to get some kind of, um, you know, a cathartic experience out of listening to it, which I'm, which makes me really happy because I'm really, really close to my family, as you know, to all of them. I love my family. Uh, but I really, I, it just means a lot to me that my mom had enough faith in me and in our relationship um, and in what I'm doing right now to come on the show and to discuss all that. And what means the most to me is that she hasn't given up hope on me yet. Cause God, I, I mean, I've given hope, given up hope on myself, you know, at certain, <laughs> not now, of course, but I mean, at points in my life, I've just gone, you know what? I'm not going to, I mean, I distinctly remember going, I'm not going to make it to 30. So why try? Why take care of myself? Why not put myself in this really dangerous, horribly scary situation? Cause I don't care. I mean, I had given up hope on myself several different times in my life, um, like, I remember somebody at one point, you know, when I was on the streets as an addict and there was a bad batch of something going around and everybody talking about it, like, you don't want to do it. It's literally got poison in it. And my reaction was, don't care. Oh, well, I'm going to die one way or another. And I mean, I can't imagine feeling like that again. But it's like, I, I know that must be really hard for parents to hear that. But it's like, you know, when you have this disease, it owns you. You know, when we're out there, when we're in it, we don't we don't have a choice in that. As they say, like all you can focus on, um, they say this in the program is the getting and using and finding ways and means to get more. And that that's so true. And all that stuff I used to think was like so cliche. And I wouldn't. I was like, whatever. It's something you have to hear every day. You know, when you're in recovery. But it, the, there's there's a reason for that because it's all really really true. Um, another another thing. Speaking of the families of addicts, um, we've lost. Several people, um, well, I mean, the country has probably lost tens of thousands of, of addicts in the past month. But personally, um, I know of two that we've lost in the past month. And what we have coming up this week on the show is I'm going to play for you guys the Naltrex on Implant show and the Overdose Awareness show. Because we've lost people, uh, deaths to this disease can be prevented. You can't prevent somebody from being an addict. You can't get them clean. You can absolutely 100% 
save them from overdosing. And that's something that we're going to get into later this week. If you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. So I just told you what we've got coming up in store for you this week. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need 